only people in heaven are saints. Greetings and welcome to Sojourner Souls. Here at Sojourner Souls, we want to extend a heartfelt welcome to everyone worldwide. We are delighted to count all of you as part of our company as we trek together in this world so we can live eternally with God in the next. Just a reminder, if you find traveling with us is useful, we encourage you to follow us and share our podcast, Soldier Souls, with your friends and family. You are our only sales force, so don't be shy about spreading the word. Today, I want to talk to you about a saint that is often forgotten about. In this podcast, this is a bit of a remake of one that I did two years ago, but it's re worth repeating, simply because it's about a saint that we must never forget. As St. Bernadette Subaru stated, if anyone cannot find a master to teach him how to pray, let him take this glorious saint as his master, and he will not go astray. This saint was the one who taught Jesus to be a man. Of course, I'm speaking about St. Joseph. So as always, before we delve into this amazing saint, let us first pray the prayer our Lord taught us to pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now first, a little bit of backstory. As a child, my mother always told me to pray to St. Joseph. I wasn't very big on it. Of course, I was only a kid. But since I figured that her name was Josephine and her father's name was Joseph, she had a big devotion to St. Joseph. But why What should I have a devotion since my name is Tim? Shouldn't I have a great devotion to great to St. Timothy, who was a bishop and who followed St. Paul? Many years later, after she passed away, our parish advertised in the bulletin that there was a free subscription to Formed. So I pulled it up on my computer and I found a movie about St. Joseph. Let's figure, well, why not? I'll sit down and watch it. Maybe it'd be worth watching. And I watched it from start to finish and I didn't move from my seat the whole time. I was that focused on this movie. So I said, okay, mom, I get it. I understand why. Now, of course, now, not only was my mother Josephine, but I now have a granddaughter named Josephine. So which means I'm sort of surrounded by Josephs 
or Josephines. Now you ask the question, what made St. Joseph so great? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Well, St. Joseph was a unique saint. He is honored and loved as a man closest to Jesus. As Father Donald Calloway states in his book, Consecration to St. Joseph, he further explains, This helps us to understand why saints throughout history refer to St. Joseph as the greatest of all saints. Namely, the Virgin Mary is in a different category altogether. In the kingdom of God, Mary is the most elevated of all creatures, but St. Joseph outranks all other saints. God honored St. Joseph's integrity by entrusting him with a great responsibility. It is not easy to entrust your children to someone else. Imagine God looking down to choose a man to raise his son. And St. Joseph had God's trust. Although Joseph do not, does not have a single recorded word in the New Testament, actions speak louder than words. And this is what makes St. Joseph so great. So what do we know about St. Joseph? The Bible tells us very little about St. Joseph. So let us begin here about what we know about St. Joseph. At the beginning of the Gospel of St. Matthew, we read the genealogy. It begins in chapter 1, verse 2. Abraham became the father of Isaac. Isaac, the father of Jacob, and it ends 42 generations later with Abraham in verse 16. Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of her born Jesus, who is called the Messiah. From this passage, we know that Joseph is a descendant of King David. For the first 14 generations, the generation are from Abraham to King David. And Luke states in 2.4, And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee to the sound of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David. that is called Bethlehem because he was from the house and the family of David. It is not accidental that Matthew's account of Joseph's genealogy begins with the patriarch of Abraham. After the return to Nazareth, however, Joseph disappears from the story of Jesus and is heard only as a family's identifier. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, as it says in John 1.45. And is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know, as it says in John 6.42. Beyond that, the canonical Gospels tell us nothing. Now let us look at the story of Joseph. Of course it begins with Mary being betrothed to Joseph and is being visited by the angel Gabriel. God chose to have Our Lady be a married virgin because 
it was still a real marriage, even though both parties attended, intended from the beginning to remain virgins. They gave up their congregal rights to the other, but instead of using those rights, they preserved the other's vernal virginal chastity. This event today is called Josephite marriage, when the spouses get married but choose to remain virgins. Mary and Joseph refrain from having normal marital relations. Her virginity was too central to her identity to do otherwise. St. Joseph was the husband of the Virgin Mary and the foster father of Jesus. He was a hard-working carpenter, and Scripture describes him as a righteous man. In Matthew 1.18, when he found out that Mary was pregnant, he did not yet know she was conceived by the Holy Spirit and knew that women could be stoned to death if accused of adultery. Joseph never judged Mary or blamed her, but wanted to make sure she was safe. He wanted to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when behold, an angel came to Joseph and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus because he will save his people from their sins, as it says in Matthew chapter 1, verses 19 through 21. And so Joseph did as the angel told him and took Mary as his wife. Joseph was a just man, righteous in some translations. To us, this sounds like Joseph was a good man, but it means so much more. Today, the church teaches that St. Joseph is the holiest human person after Mary and the most just of all the saints. To be called just or righteous at the time of Jesus was the ultimate complement of holiness. It would be akin to calling someone a walking saint. Now, what else do we know about Joseph? We know that he was a carpenter and that he was Jesus' foster father. He raised Jesus from an infant until his death, before the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. Joseph was also very obedient to God in Matthew's Gospel reading, where it says, When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took his wife into his home. Joseph obeyed the angel. Taken from the Latin words ab and adare, our English word obedience means to listen or to hear. But this sense of listening doesn't mean that we simply take in and follow the commands of another person. Obedience like that shown by St. Joseph is a deeper sort of awareness and intentionality. Joseph listened, yes, but he listened with his heart and soul. He also listened in silence. But he was much more. Above all, he listened and obeyed God.
In Matthew's Gospel, we see the angel of the Lord appear to him in a dream and say, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. Joseph then obeyed God through the angel and took Mary into his home. Joseph also received another command when the angel said, For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus. Joseph had the responsibility of naming the child. To name the child is to claim the child as one's own. Thus Joseph being instructed to accept this child as his own son. Even though Jesus was not his biological son, as Joseph's legal son, he would have the, all the hereditary rights of a son, including Joseph's royal Davidic ascent, descent. Therefore, Joseph, son of David, in this act naming, will be this child's legal heir to David. That fulfills the Old Testament prophet of Isaiah. For the showing the obedience of Joseph, we find in Matthew 2, 13, 14, it states, The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to church search for the child and destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He obeyed without question and took his family to Egypt. Continuing from the book of Matthew. When Herod died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Arise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are now dead. He rose, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. Again, Joseph obeyed without question. We believe that Joseph was a holy and chaste man. Yet through the ages, the struggle to understand how St. Joseph could control his passions and remain chaste while married to a beautiful woman who led him to be portrayed as an elderly man. Depicting St. Joseph as an old grandfatherly man is easier to accept that he was a virgin, reasoning that an old grandfatherly man would be less tempted and less of a temptation. But that doesn't make sense. As Mother Angelica said, old men don't walk to Egypt. The Catholic Church has no formal official teaching on the age of St. Joseph. Or you, our listeners, are free to believe that St. Joseph was an old man when a spouse to marry if you want to. You're also free to believe that he was a young man. There's some speculation about the age of St. Joseph. Archbishop Fulton Sheen wrote in his book, The World's First Love, posted, St. Joseph was probably a young man, strong, 
virile, athletic, handsome, chaste, and disciplined. The kind of man one sees working at a carpenter's bench instead of seeing a man incapable of loving. He must have been on fire with love. Young girls in those days, like Mary, took vows of love to God uniquely. And so did young men, of whom Joseph was one so preeminent to be called just, instead of being dried fruit to be served on the table of the king. He was rather a blossom filled with promise and power. He was not like in the evening of life, but in the morning, bubbling over with energy, strength, and controlled passion. Granted, there is no record exists of St. Joseph's actual age. The image of a young, virile St. Joseph best captures the words of the litany of his honor. It says, St. Joseph, chaste guardian of the Virgin, foster father of the Son of God, diligent protector of Christ, head of the family, most just, most chaste, most prudent, most strong, most obedient, and faithful. In an age where fatherhood has been marginalized, masculinity undermined, and chastity scorned, may each of us honor and cherish the example of St. Joseph, trusting in his prayers to help us on the path of salvation. Again, Father Calloway's book, along with many other saints, scholars, and theologians, proposes that St. Joseph was a young man and estates. It would take a strong, loving, youthful, and virginal man to make such a tremendous sacrifice of his mind, body, senses, and heart to espouse a woman so pure and lovely. So what have we learned about St. Joseph? St. Joseph was a recipient of divine communication, whereby he received a special vocation to function as husband to Mary and father of Jesus. Joseph was a man of exceptional faith, justice, and obedience. Joseph was a model disciple. With Mary, Joseph cooperated in the mystery of the incarnation in a unique way shared by no one else, not even the apostles. The New Testament unquestionably presents the person of Joseph as a just and obedient son of David, chosen by God as husband to Mary and father to the Son of God and Messiah. He is a father because of his betrothed and response to the divine call. With Mary, he is an unparalleled model of faith-filled collaboration with God's designs. He is an example of obedience to God, who in Jesus became a subject to him. How do we remember St. Joseph? In the middle of the 1800s, popes had been writing and honoring St. Joseph. In 1870, Pope Pius IX declared St. Joseph patron of the Universal Church. In 1909, St. Pope Pius X officially approves the litany to St. Joseph. In 1921, Pope Benedict XV inserts the phrase, Blessed be St. Joseph, 
her most chaste spouse to the divine praises. In 1955, Pope Pius XII establishes the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker on May 1st. In 1962, Pope John XXIII inserts St. Joseph's name into the canon of the Mass. In 2013, Pope Francis echoing the fulfilling intentions of Pope Benedict XVI inserts the name of St. Joseph into all the Eucharistic prayers. He also consecrates on Vatican City State to St. Joseph. In 2020, Pope Francis decrees a year of St. Joseph for the Catholic Church. God has led us to St. Joseph over the centuries, especially now. We need an example of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. We have lost the concept of the true family. Let St. Joseph lead us back to the way that the family unit should be, the way that God wanted it to be, holy and pure in his sight. So let us close by praying to the whole family, by praying to Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And remember Jesus' words. Wide is the road to destruction. So, we remind you to stay on the path, and we ask the Saint Raphael, the Archangel of Travelers, God speed you on your sojourn.